0: Praise God. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're doing a series called Callings. It comes from the Greek word kaleo. And the Greek word kaleo simply means to call aloud so that anyone who will listen can hear. The callings of God are calling. Now not everyone is responding to the callings of God. But I'm persuaded of this bunch here at Heart of the Bay. They were answering the call to fellowship. They were answering the call to liberty. And they were answering the call to purpose. For we are called according to the purposes of God. You see, His calling upon your life and His purpose go together. Basically, a calling is God's invitation for you and I to live in His plan for our life. Now this morning I want to minister to you a message called We are called to live in His love. Called to live in His love. From the book of Jude, verse 1. It says, this letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. He says, I'm writing to all who have been called by God the Father who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus. Amen. One translation says, I'm writing to all who are called to live in the love of God and in the care of Jesus Christ. Answering the call to live in His love. He calls you His sons. He calls you His daughters. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, He says, What an incredible quality of love that the Father has shown to us that we should be called and counted the children of God, and so are we. Now listen, folks. When you answer the call to live in this love, when you live and you are aware of God's love, it'll do some awesome things in your life. It'll bring some glorious transformations and some glorious changes. Number one, when we live this way, we will live free from condemnation. Why is that? Because that we know we are accepted rather than ashamed. I'm looking at a company of believers that are accepted by Christ. Now notice with me in Ephesians 1.6, it says this. It says, to the praise of the glory of His grace. Now the word grace there means favor. Thayer's defines it as this, to compass with favor. That means when you called on the name of the Lord and you got born again, Jesus compassed you with his grace and his favor every, for every day of your life. Amen. Now notice with me this verse again. Wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. You didn't do anything to gain his acceptance. It wasn't by your works, it wasn't by your good work, good looks or lack thereof. But when you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, you are accepted in the beloved. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. By faith in his blood, you have been declared righteous. Say with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now the Bible says there's no condemnation. For those that are accepted in the beloved. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. How many of you here are walking after the spirit? Walking in the spirit. Not fulfilling the lusts or the desires of the flesh. Say that's me. Amen even if that hasn't been you up until this moment, say, that's me right now. No condemnation. And Romans brings it out so beautifully. It says in Romans chapter 8, in verse 33, it says, Who will bring a charge to God's elect? To those that are accepted. It is God who has made you righteous. Who is he who condemns? It's Christ that died. And furthermore... He rose from the dead. What's He doing? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father and today He's making intercession for you. He's praying for you because He loves you. And I'm going to live in that calling. I'm going to live in the revelation that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father because He loves me so much and He's praying for me. He's praying for you. Glory to God. One translation says this If God says his chosen one are acceptable to him, can anyone bring charges against them? Or can anyone condemn them? No, indeed not. I ask you today, what shall, who shall, Separate you from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus your Lord. How about tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, perilous, sword? Certainly not. In verse 36 it says, It is written, For we are for his sake, we're killed all the day long. We're accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, everyone say, yet? Yes. In all these things, in all these things, in all this distress, in all this persecution, in all hell breaking loose, in all these things, we are not more than the conquered. We are more than conquerors. But notice with me, through him, that what? Loved us. That loved us. Oh, hallelujah. Now, when we answer the call to live in his love, we become persuaded. In verse 38, he said, I'm persuaded. This is a persuaded bunch in this 11 a.m. crew. That's right. You're persuaded. You got a little swag in your shoe. Amen. You're persuaded. You didn't walk into church like this. You walked into church expecting something from God. I'm persuaded. That neither death or life, angels or principalities, nor powers or things present, no matter what I'm going through right now or what happens in the future, I'm persuaded that height nor depth no created things shall be able to separate you and separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord no condemnation no inferiority complex nothing that you'll ever face in the future will ever separate you from his love I want you to know today that God loves you and God has got you. I said God loves you and I said God loves you and he's got you. Now go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew the 6th chapter. We're going to build on this today. Whether you realize it or not, you're getting fed real good. And it isn't by a man. I believe the Spirit of God is working and He's feeding you the Word of God. And whether you realize it or not, you're being strengthened in your spirit. What you hear today can strengthen you and cause you to overcome what adversity you might see on Monday. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, it says here, you know, I'm in mark. <laughs> Matthew 6:25. He said, "Therefore I say unto you, so this is God speaking to us. Take no thought for your life. In other words, don't take the worries. Don't yield to the fears and don't yield to the concerns that life presents to you. Take no thought. For your life, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Nor yet for your body, what are you going to wear? Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Verse 26. Read with me, please. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not... Neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are, you not, are we not better than a bird? I looked up this word, feedeth them. And the word feedeth them literally means supports them. If he supports the fowls of the air how much more is He going to support you? In the book of Hebrews, one of my most favorite verses of Scripture, it says that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Amen. He's upholding the entire universe by the word of His power. That means His hand is upon you and He's upholding you and supporting you. Now, Friday... Brenda flew to Branson from Tulsa and I flew flew to San Francisco. And we had about 11 to 12 hours took to get home because there were some delays. And I looked around and I thought, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to groan. I'm not going to moan. I'm not going to complain because there's no temptation taking me, but such as is common to man. And God is always faithful to bring me to a safe landing place. But, you know, if you've flown before, you experience Turbulence. You know, you're sitting there drinking your Dr. Pepper or drinking your coffee and all of a sudden... (laughs) And every thought imaginable comes to your brain. But here's what comes to me. Thank you, Father, that you uphold all things by the word of your power. Thank you that you're holding this jet up. And it's taking me all the way from DFW to SFO. Hallelujah. And not only that, you've given your angels charge over me. Why are you saying that, Pastor? I'm saying that simply to say this, that in life, all of us experience turbulence. We all experience and face things that we'd rather not face. All of us experience troubled times. But when you answer the call to live in the love of God, you know that your Father is upholding you by the word of His power, and He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave you without support. Underneath are His everlasting arms. And if you will not yield to fear, He's going to take you all the way home. Hallelujah. Don't let... A little trouble or a lot of trouble That's right. trouble you. That's right. Amen. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some turbulence. But then he says, cheer up. Be a good cheer. Why? Because I've already overcome the world. And not only did I overcome it for myself, I overcame it for you. And I put my world overcoming faith on the inside of you. Amen. I got a word last year, you know, when finances were a little short, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, Son, have I ever left you? Have I ever forsaken you? Have I ever left you without support? And I said, No, you haven't. And he said, I ain't about to begin now. He talks to us in our own type of language. You know, I think about David. Here's what David said. David said, you know, I've been young, and now I'm a little bit older. Now, don't look at me like I'm old. I'm older, I'm 68, but I'm telling you, I'm not not retiring, I'm retiring, amen, so be it. But here's what David said. He said, I've been young, and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the accepted in the beloved forsaken nor his seed out begging for bread. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I'm looking at a company of believers that are not beggars. Amen? Yeah. We are not victims, we are victors. Yeah. No wonder David could say, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. Yeah. Try that one on for size today. Say it with me, the Lord, the Lord is, my is my shepherd and I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So what are you saying today, Pastor? I'm saying never question His love. Never question His care that He has for you. Verse 30, it says this, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying... You see, the way that we yield to worry and fear is we begin to talk about them. And the Lord says, shut the door on your soul concerning worry and fears. Don't speak them, but rather open your soul to the exceeding great and precious promises of God and begin to say what I've said about your situation. Amen? Amen? That's where we need to become familiar with Scripture. Take no thought of dying prematurely, That's right. but rather take this with long life. He's going to satisfy you Amen. and show him, show you your salvation. That's right. Amen. That's right. Take no thought. Yield not to fear, but That's right. yield to faith. That's right. Lift up your voice and say what God's word has said concerning your life. Amen verse 31 therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat what shall we drink wherewithal shall we be clothed for all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you have need of all things but seek ye what seek ye first the kingdom of God I believe I'm looking at a group of seekers you do know what God said he would do for those who would seek him diligently God said, I will reward those who diligently seek me. And so as we are diligent about seeking him first and his righteousness, what will happen? All what? All these things, he's going to take them away from you. God is not the God of decrease. He is the God of increase. He's just looking for a group of people that will align themselves with the laws of increase and answer the call to live in His love and they will experience every good thing God's got for them. Let me ask you today, have you ever experienced His goodness in your life? Did you know this? That the more you talk about how, God, how good God has been to you, the gooder He'll get? Did you know that the more thankful you are, the more you will have from him? Thanksgiving is the door for more. Amen. I want to ask this section over here. Have you ever experienced the goodness of God? How about right here? How about over here? Amen. How about over there in Amen Alley? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what, guys? It's only going to get better from here. It's only going to get better. He's the God of goodness. And He will do good to you all the days of your life. If you'll just serve Him. If you'll just love Him. You will see His goodness show up in all areas of your life. Put your hand over your heart and say it with me. Surely. Goodness and mercy. They're following me. All the days. Hallelujah. Now once you experience his goodness. Let his goodness flow through you. For you. Receiving His goodness is a testimony to those around you. When His goodness shows up in your life, brag on Him. Yes, yeah. Hallelujah. Magnify Him. Yes, yes, yes. And there will be people that are around you and me. I'm having it happen all the time now. Seems like Just about every time, uh, you know, it, it just seems like there's opportunities to share his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. There will be people around you that have no understanding and no comprehension of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about Muslims. I'm talking about people from other religions. I'm talking about people on the job that have never, ever, ever read one word from the Bible. There are people all around us so lost and so hungry for what you have. I'm talking about what you have. And they will begin... To see His goodness show up in your life. And here's what will happen. You mark my words. The goodness that is in you and that is happening in your life will cause men and women to be led to repentance. The, The goodness of God will lead people to repentance. So he says, well, I don't care if anything good happens to me. You need deliverance. <laughs> hallelujah. Come on, guys. Well, oh, right. oh, the Lord's been good. Woo, hallelujah. You know what the Lord did for me? He delivered me. He delivered me from drugs. He yeah, did? Yes, glory. he did. Yeah. Well, I have a friend that's bound. Well, glory to God. Let us pray for him and let God's goodness apprehend him. Hallelujah. Amen. You drive up in your car, paid for, in the parking lot. You drive up with your fine self in your automobile, paid for. Oh hallelujah, Say, so how'd you do that? I didn't do it. God did it for me. Let me, tell, let me tell you, you got a minute or two? Let me just tell you how good my God is. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's that good. Oh, yeah, he's that good. Woo, Hallelujah. Everyone walks in with migraines and popping an antidepressants on the job and just trying to make it through the day, and you walk in Monday morning. Hallelujah. Not that you, you know, get that expressive. But I'm telling you, folks, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, it changes and alters the environment around you. See, we live in a world that has taken the thoughts of the enemy. And they've taken those thoughts so long that it's affecting their spirit, their soul, and their bodies, and their finances. We live in a world of nervous wrecks. But not you. I said, not you. We're not nervous. Especially in the service, we're not nervous. Why is that, Pastor? Because we've chosen to live in the love of God. We've answered that call. Listen, friends. Someone on the inside of you who has been so good to you wants his goodness to flow through you. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, So be it, Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. So never question his love. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 35 and 36. He says, And the same day, this is the day that he had taught the parable of the sower soweth the word, and now that the enemy will come to steal the word. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. When Jesus said, We're going to make it, we're going to make it. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, turbulence. And the waves blew into the ship so that it was now full. You see, the enemy is not just going to sit by and let you get to the other side without encountering a storm. Now many of you here need to know this, that encountering a storm or encountering turbulence in your life doesn't mean you've missed God. Storms come to stop us. Now, if the devil can't scare you, he can't stop you. In verse 38, and he was in the back of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Evidently, he really believed what he said. This is the picture of rest. He believed in his word. And as we believe in his word, we enter into rest. How is he sleeping in the midst of the storm? He's living in the love of God. He has a firm foundation knowing that they're going to make it to the other side. But those in the ship didn't. And here's what they said to him. They began to question his care. He said, Master, don't you care that we perish? I got a clue for you. or I got a key for you, rather. Did you know the key to a good night's sleep? Did you know it? It is not watching three horror movies before you go to bed. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't affect me. Oh, yeah. You wait till the boogeyman shows up. (laughs) All that torment, all that fear coming to the city of your soul. It's the same thing with violence. Don't feed on violence. Feed on God's word. Here's the key to a good night's sleep. I do it all the time. I go to sleep with my mind on Him. And very often, right before I fall asleep, I'll just lift up both hands. And I'll just say, Lord, I love you. I magnify you. I worship you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness in my life. And the next thing I know, I'm out like a light. Sleeping like a baby. But we must not question his care like they did. And all of us have done it. I've done it. You've done it. And this is what the enemy will work on in our lives. If he loves you, why hasn't this happened yet? If he really loves you, why did my loved one die? Why? Why? If he really, really, really loved you, how, do you how, how come you still have that pain in your body? This is where we need to shut down the thoughts of the enemy. We need to slap them down, folks. We need to cast them down and gird up the loins of our mind with God's word. You may not know what happened to your loved one, but here's one thing you do know. If your loved one knew Jesus, you will see them again. Hallelujah. You may not have all of the questions, all of the answers to your questions on this side, but just always stay on God's side. You see, there are things that are secret to the Lord. Yes. And we will not know them until we get to heaven. So don't allow something that was tragic, that happened, and that occurred to stop you. If anything, you need to allow the God who is on the inside of you to rise up. And minister to others. Look at this in verse 39. Now we know that the storm arose, but then he arose. The storm was great, but the greater one was on the ship. And he arose, he rebuked the wind, and he said unto the sea, everyone say, peace be still. And the wind ceased. And what kind of a calm was there? Now here's the point. When the storm arose, so did he and so must we. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? They yielded to fear. How is it you have no faith? You and I should have a zero tolerance for fear. Brother Copeland says it this way, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Fear comes from the outside, but faith comes from the inside. Your hands may be sweating, your knees may be knocking, but that is no indication that you're yielding to fear. It's just a feeling. And so feelings of fear come to all of us, but we don't walk by feeling. Come on. We walk by faith and not by... What are you saying, Pastor Mark? What I'm saying is this. Let what's on the inside of you rise up and put what's on the outside on the run. Let faith arise and every enemy be scattered. Here's what happens. When you answer the call to live in His love and you lift up your voice of faith, the Spirit of God arises and it moves mountains and it moves every fear out of our life. Would you agree today that all of us are on a path? You know, the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter. That ought to be our confession. The path that God's got you on is brighter and brighter. But here's what will happen. On this path of life, there are enemies from the outside. And here's what fear does. If we will yield to fear, fear gives the enemy an entry point onto our path. If fear gives the enemy place, faith gives God an entry place on our path. So on this path, what we must meditate on is how much our father cares for us and how much he loves us. In John seventeen twenty three, notice with me. It says, I in them and thou in me. Aren't you glad that he's in you? Yes. And you are in him. Ooh, hallelujah. I in them and thou in me. That the world may be perfect in one. And that the world may know. The world's going to know it. That you have sent me. But not only that. And you have loved them as you have loved me. Amen. What is that saying? That is saying that God loves John as much as he loves Jesus. Praise God. Amen? That means that he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now, for many, that's hard to accept, but it is the word. Isn't that what the word says? So say this with me. Love loves me. And my father, he loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And then go to 1 John chapter 4. First John the 4th chapter it says this and we have known and believed the God the love that God has to us do you know it? do you believe it? Yes. and we have known and believed the love that God has to us God is love yes. and he that lives in love lives in God And God, or love, lives in us. Hallelujah. And so we see again here that we're called to live in His love. Folks, you cannot be any better loved when love loves you. Now notice in verse 17. It said, herein is our love made perfect, or herein is our love fully developed. That we may have what? that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is that's not hard to believe why? because the word says it and whatever the word says I believe it and whatever the word says I receive it and whatever the word says I say it so here's what I say He loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And as he is, so am I in this world. Hallelujah. Say it with me real strong. As he is, is. so so am I. Now notice it doesn't say when we all get to heaven. No, as he is, so are we right here in the nasty now and now. So are we in this world. So we need to ask ourselves, how is He? <laughs> He's well, ain't He? Yes. He's strong, isn't He? Yes. He's mighty, isn't He? Yes. He's healed, isn't He? Yes. He's prosperous, isn't He? Yes. Now notice verse 18. Did you wear your shouting clothes? Yes. Say this with me. I'm answering, I'm answering. the call, the call. To, live to live in His love. Don't take this message lightly. This calling is calling you. If you'll act on this word you're hearing, it'll make a tremendous difference in your life. You'll begin to see yourself completely differently. You'll see yourself through the eyes of love rather than through the eyes of condemnation. You'll see yourself the way God sees you. Now notice this. In verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love. When you are living in this love, there ain't no fear. But perfect love, what does it do? Where else have we heard the word cast out in my name? They shall cast out what? They shall cast out devils. Now it's not that you have a devil once you're born again, but the devil's going to try to toy with you. But when you're living in the love of God, that love will just drive fear and it, it'll send it outdoors. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. It says this that dread does not exist in love. But full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors. And here's what it does it expels every trace of tear no more torment for me fear has torment fear brings dread fear believes the worst but faith believes the best fear is the substance of things dreaded but faith is the substance of things hoped for faith and fear are opposite forces Fears of the devil. And God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But He gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So don't allow anything to toy with your soul. Don't let any manipulation, don't let any evil spirit tell you anything that the Word doesn't say. Amen. And this is where we need to get very familiar with what the word says. Because on the other end of what the devil says is always what God says. Right, amen. The enemy says sick, God says healed. The enemy says poor, God says rich. The enemy says sad, God says glad. Amen. Yeah. Oh, has he made you glad today? Has he made you glad today? Has he made you glad today? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah listen, folks, when you have zero fear, faith will soar. I pray that your faith all week long will begin to work and operate by the love of God. I pray for a revelation, Lord God, for my life and for the lives represented here. I pray that we may know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. That we may be filled with all the fullness of God. May we be a body wholly filled and flooded with love himself. Lord, may we know the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God says to us today, I've called you to live in my love. He's telling us this morning that He wants us to experience all four dimensions of His love. How long is God's love? It's long enough to last forever. God will never stop loving us. How wide is God's love? It's wide enough to be everywhere. There's no place that we'll ever go that love is not. How deep is God's love? It's deep enough to handle any problem we'll have. You say, today, Pastor Mark, I'm in the pits. I've hit bottom. I want you to know that God's love is deeper still. No matter what problem you may be going through, His love is deeper than any problem you'll ever have. And how high is God's love? It's high enough to forgive you of your sins. It's high enough to overlook all sin. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? That love is not mad at you, but he's mad about you. Now, if you're here this morning, and I'd like for you to stay in an attitude of prayer just for a moment. We're not going to stay long today. Been such a good service. Did you get fed at all today?